good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Monday, October 19th, 2020. That's 10 19 2020. Okay. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the product lines we talk about are there, the Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD Oils, the Stem Enhance Enhance Ultra by Cerule, the X39 Patch by LifeWave, the Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the Circulation section of the Trinity of Health tab, the Coffee I Drink, Gano Excel Classic, and last but not least, the latest addition to the lineup, the Healy. And you can find information on it on the homepage right below all the COVID-19 stuff. Look for the image of the iPhone with the little device next to it, and you'll just click on that image, and it'll take you right to the page set up for it. And there's all kinds of information there. I encourage you to check it out. It is nothing short of amazing. Also, if you have any questions about anything, just click the Contact Me button and send an email or call and leave a message, and we'll get back with you as soon as possible. Try and get you back on track and get your orders taken care of and whatever else you might have, get your questions answered. And uh, also click the radio shows tab at the top of the page. You'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. Over 400 replays there now and uh, uh, more every day, obviously. And uh, at the same time, you can share those via email and social media. You can listen in excellent audio quality via your computer. Or if you download their app, you can listen on your phone anywhere, anytime, anyplace. And uh, that's pretty cool. And it's all free. So take advantage of that and scroll down a little further. You can see the information about the shows we do, where they're on, when they're on, how they're, how do you listen and all that kind of stuff. And how do you call in those good things. And then down at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to our archive, or not the archive page, but the Facebook page set up through Facebook, of course. And as well as the chat room for this show. And it is live and I've got it here on the screen. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Now keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. And nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own due diligence and research so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787, 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. And if you're on Skype, you can use the, uh, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the number's 45, and the letter's A-C-P as in Paul, and, uh, just mention you're a listener, we'll get you approved, and from that point on, you'll be able to call into the show via Skype in excellent audio quality, which is really cool. So that's pretty much it for all the uh, housekeeping stuff. Just going to clean things up here on the screen, make some extra space so I can make sure I can see the chat room properly, and uh, we'll be ready to roll. Uh, John and Kathy should be with us today. I haven't heard anything otherwise. So uh, I'm assuming they're probably going to need to leave early because they've got something going on right when the show ends, uh, right at 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, So I'm guessing they're probably going to have to duck out early like they did last week. But uh, we'll adjust accordingly. And um, if they can make it, great. And if for some reason they don't make it, well, we'll miss them. 
but uh, we'll carry on. And uh, there's all kinds of stuff in the news. The Hunter Biden stuff is really hitting the fan. Um, not only do they have his laptop and, and an extra hard drive that he took to this uh, uh, computer repair place in Delaware, but also the Ukrainians have just uh, put out word that they have confiscated one of his laptops in Ukraine. So that should be even more interesting. But uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, there is a lot of damning evidence that not only, you know, points to the fact that Hunter Biden is going to send spend a lot of time in jail, but Joe Biden as well is wrapped up in the midst of all of it. And uh, that should make things very interesting. And there's John. How's it going, buddy? I'm going pretty good. How are you? Not too shabby. He's just going over the Hunter Biden laptop stuff. <laughs> And no, I'll tell I you mean, what, it'll be interesting to see how they tap dance around that one. But uh, old Joe has gone into hiding in the basement. There's other stuff coming out, too, at the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, the uh, child porn and abuse and everything that Hunter was involved in. And uh, you name it, just tons of things. Not, it's it's going to be interesting. But, it wasn't uh, just Hunter. It's, uh, you know, memory lapse of Biden, who uh, I guess is going to really get full-blown um, dementia here pretty soon just to avoid prosecution probably <laughs> i can't believe he's still running i'll tell you what um the sad thing is that what really scares me is if he was to duck out then theoretically that would leave kamala harris as the presidential well potentially i don't know if the democratic national committee would appoint someone or pick someone else or how they would do that um i would hope I would that was the they case should, they wouldn't have a candidate you know they just sit this one out. I can. I don't see them doing that. That might be the way for Hillary <laughs> to step that? back in. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll nominate George Soros or somebody like that. Oh, good heavens! You know, uh, having having Harris in there is basically the same thing. <laughs> you know, or you know, having having Biden the, the in there is basically the same thing because they're all connected like the and controlled of the population by. Is um, is brain dead? Yeah. They it's amazing look at what's going on with the, these people that are in democratic states, these governors and these, the, the, uh, Antifa allowed to run around and, um, you know, they think this is good. This, this is, this is progressive change. Yeah. They always use that term progressives. Mm -hmm. You know, the bad guys always use the term progressive. Right. They and uh, the historical repetition is just amazing. And so, um, you know, the only the only other alternative, frankly, is uh, is just a civil war. Well, and you know, it was funny. I was uh, just looking at um, Natural News a little while ago, and there's an article in there today. Uh, where did it go? Um, shoot. Basically, it was the effect the, to the effect that virtually everybody is preparing for civil war. Um, yeah, well, poll sure results uh, show majority I, I, of Americans I, uh, are getting ready for civil war. Some, some weapons, which I haven't uh, felt the need to actually have, and now I do, and um, I want to. I'm probably going to accelerate that approach. You know, I became a member of Front Sight. Mm -hmm. I, I can't recommend highly enough for people that are inexperienced with weapons because we can get them a special package. We can get them the twenty-five thousand dollar membership for uh, about five hundred dollars through a member. Um, so what they do sometimes, instead of spending a lot of money on advertising, they actually put it in the hands of members right. and allow them to give away these part, these, uh, these premium memberships at a very low cost. Mm -hmm. And then you get free training for the rest of your life. There's 50 different classes go all the way from just the basic pistol, all the way up through automatic weapons, uh, repelling a hand to hand to hand combat, the whole thing. I mean, and, and everybody over there is, it's really more of a police military style training. But you know what, if you're just getting started, this is the fastest way to get up to speed. With, if you go over and take the four day course, or even the two day course, you're going to be so far ahead of everybody else out there because the training actually exceeds military training. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, and and so great, you got to get some going someplace and you need to do it inexpensively. Going down to your local uh, police officer who's going to give you some training. Nah, even the NRA classes, it's uh, it's just not going to be sufficient. And then you need to understand a little bit about the guerrilla training and, and um, 
actually how people really are. And that's mm -hmm. a, there's a guy by the name of Mike Ma, Mike Ma, M-A-H, who is uh, a personal ex, uh, security expert, um, ex-Marine, um, been, been a fellow traveler for a long years, owned a lot of businesses, um, teaches personal self-defense. And his training is more normal, what normal people would actually do. Um, and that is you don't have time to react and you don't do a lot of practicing because all your confrontations are going to be within a few feet. Uh, they're not going to be long distance. They're not going to be against uh, armies. They're going to be against a few people that are going to be close to you that you need to eliminate. Uh, even in the crowds with Antifa and things like that, you know, uh, there's only a couple of them that start bothering you. You, you knock those guys down, the rest of them will scatter. Um, and, and so he does that and teaches that pretty well. But, um, you know, I got to do something here because my whole neighborhood is totally unprotected. It, you know, when I'm talking to these people about uh, some kind of joint self-defense to control the neighborhood, nobody wants to hear it. And so, unfortunately, what happens is your neighbors become your enemies. Yeah. Because they're, they're not helping, they're creating the problem. And they're going to knock on your door. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you know what? I, I, you know, at that point, it, it's a little bit late. Mm -hmm. And um, your, your holy exhortations to help them and to get them moving uh, met with this, uh, I don't know, disgust, um, this dismissal. And, you know, all of a sudden now they need some help and they're climbing all over you. So yeah. people have really got to wake up and smell the coffee because, you know, you really can just go and look at Beirut. If you go to Lebanon and you look up some videos about what's going on over there, what happened over there, all the elites left, the banks took all the money, there were no jobs, there was no food, no nothing. And just go look at the videos of the people and what was going on. That's what was going to happen. Um, it's just going to be like the LA riots. You just go look at those. I don't know if you got, you remember those. I mean, the, the aerial mm -hmm. photographs of them pulling that guy out of his truck, you know, and Reginald beating him half to death and yep. uh, other people, all the Koreans up on, the Koreans were smart. They were all armed. Uh, they were on top of their businesses. And every time somebody got close to trying to come over there and smash it, you know, they start, they unloaded on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> their businesses survived. Yeah. You know, there was another thing that happened, too, that down in the islands, there was a hurricane that came through. And one of the islands down there, the only people that were able to protect their property were people that had weapons. Period. Yep. There was no law. Exactly. Right? And so the hordes that are going to come and raid your location, um, they didn't have anything except, you know, hand tools and stuff. And they're going to beat down doors and break things and, and a bunch of people with them. They felt powerful because they had so many people with them. But... Um, you know, full bullets that way. I, I think the best self-defense for this kind of situation truly is a shotgun, a pump shotgun. I, I don't think you can beat it. Especially at close range. Well, even up to 25 yards. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's there's a, a guy out there who is a, an active police officer who uh, runs a channel about guns and self-protection. And he does quite a bit of information about uh, different weapons and um one of them is about a shotgun and a couple particular rounds. Mm -hmm. And he went through a whole bunch of different rounds. And he was literally had a fairly tight pattern with, with this one uh, round um, at 25 right. yards. And, and, you know, that double-out buck, each one of those is like a 9-millimeter round. Yeah, right? a 33 caliber. Yeah, so <laughs> at 25 yards, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, so, so imagine what it's like close in. Yeah, when I, I always use either double odd or number four. Number four is twenty two caliber, and uh, there's uh, uh, I forget how many in a in a, uh, in a double odd buck. You have nine thirty three caliber pellets in a standard two and three quarter inch shell. You have I think twenty seven of the of the number four. So you've got a lot more pellets to do the damage up close. Yeah, um, right. You just gotta you know the pattern spreads out, and right. you know. One of the things you want to have if you're going to use a, a, a shotgun for self-defense is a hacksaw because the time will come where you're going to cut that uh, barrel off right at the end of the magazine tube <laughs> and make it easier for close quarters. Right, right. But, uh, you know, they are fantastic. Well, I have uh, I have two, <laughs> a couple of Remington 870s, and oh, yeah. okay. uh, they are sweet little shotguns. 
I, I don't know what I had in Vietnam. The last time I had a weapon was in Vietnam when I was in the Army. My wife was one of those that said, oh, my God, we don't have weapons. They, were, they didn't have weapons in the family, right? But they did. Right. They actually had some stuff, but that was because the husband was in World War II, mm -hmm. uh, her father. But they didn't really do anything with the weapons uh, during that time. So I, I was a Vietnam vet, and even though she wanted to be uh, my wife, um, she still had this little bit of stuff going around. A crazy vet going to wake up and kill everybody, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, towards the end of her life, though, um, when she was seeing what was going on, and, you know, I had been talking to her about, you know, you got to do something. We got to do something to protect the family and things. Yeah. And she actually came up and said, you know, she says, I think we better buy some guns. <laughs> better late than never. <laughs> what a reversal, you know. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden from uh, scared to death to... Uh, she's afraid of everybody else now. Yeah, reality starts to sink in, and she's, you know, you're less of a threat than the people on the outside. <laughs> oh, man. Well, of course. I mean, you know, but that we had been married for a long time, so mm -hmm. she knew I wasn't going to wake up and do anything crazy. She had a hard time waking me up as it was sometimes. Yep. Anyway, uh, this, is, this is a scary side, but, you know, we have a really fantastic side. And that's the business opportunities that we have that, that mm -hmm. are you get paid in Bitcoin yep. and you get paid in XRP. That you can um, convert. <laughs> the greatest part of these deals is this. All of these other so-called businesses or business opportunities that involving in cryptocurrencies, and I'm specifically referring to cryptocurrencies. Can you hear that dog drinking water out here? No, I don't. Okay, good. All right. Okay. So. Sometimes people's ears are better than others, and they hear things. Yeah, so anyway, far, I'm, not uh, I'm, I'm plagued by little dogs around this place. And the neighbors keep buying more and more little dogs. And they get out there, yip, 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 yep. yip, yip, You know, they just <laughs> leave them outside, and they just bark, bark, bark. Yeah. Anyway, soon it's dueling is, dust mops. The thing about the opportunities that we're doing now is, is we, we've been all been burned uh, enough by these Ponzi things. And the current iteration of Ponzi's is the so-called smart contract. It's not a Ponzi. It's a smart contract, you dummy. Well, somebody ends up eating it in the end because all the money flows up to the top. And the guy at the bottom, he's got to go out and find somebody to bring them in. You know, that kind of thing. So the thing that we're, we're doing now is real businesses. In other words, this is, this is commerce. And the structure is, is such that it's... It's like other businesses. So if you if you look at the Ruby Lux situation, you're looking at a a business that's going to compete with Etsy, um, eBay, Amazon. Name how many others that are out there selling uh, in the marketplace. They got very big. How did these guys get big? Well, they got big because people used their platform and they told other people about it, and and other people wanted to get involved, and they all went over there and they spent money. And PayPal is another one, you know, that everybody's using that. These companies really have the market share on the planet. But did they ever offer you a rebate or a refund? Not really. No. You built the company. Well, Ruby Lux is a marketing platform that's going to based on the idea of a mall where you have opportunity to get goods and services inside the mall. Uh, entertainment inside the mall, food inside the mall, all of that stuff. But the difference is the company structure is designed to pay the people that built it. So you get to participate directly in the amount of effort that you go put in towards building it by telling other people, letting them know that the program is there and, and introducing them to the platform and getting them going. So now they're going to buy things there. They're going to play games there. They're going to use the lotto there. They're going to use the banking system that's in there. Um, and you get paid. Well, how cool is that? So roughly 60% of the revenues generated by Rubilux are all coming back to the field. So now you're participating in the ownership and growth of the company. Well, that's what we really want. You know, I remember back uh, when I was uh, in financial planning in the 80s, when uh, Microsoft came around and started with uh, the MS-DOS programs and, uh, you know, the IBM PC adopted the MS-DOS platform, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yep. I mean, I, w I was really using old technology back in those days because I had a computer that I carried with me. It wasn't a computer. It was just a terminal, a dumb terminal, and I would hook it into a phone 
I go to a person's location of business, our house, or my office, and put the phone handle. You know, in those days we had a handle for the phone. <laughs> yep. You put it in the, in the cradle machine, modem. And then you set the number of template you're going to run, and you flicked all these little switches, and it would contact a mainframe computer in Atlanta, Georgia, and it would turn around and send you back a printout. It would print out at 30 characters per second, <laughs> which was just horrible. And But, you know, it was revolutionary. Nobody had seen that kind of stuff before. I mean, my phone bills were horrendous because I had to pay for all that transmission. Yeah. Well, today, it's normal. You know, you have a whole business in your phone, essentially. Oh, yeah. And, and we don't have to worry about those things anymore. And now we have digital currencies, which means that we literally can have a business in our phone where we can do business anywhere on the planet. You know, Andreas says that if you're dealing in, in Bitcoin, that you literally have a Swiss bank in your pocket. You can transfer money. You can create lending arrangements. You can do anything that a banker can do with that account. People don't realize the power they have today. You know, and it's hard to get it across to them. They still don't understand it fully. But you have the opportunity to get into a real business where you're getting paid instead of having somebody go to eBay. Now, the other thing that I've noticed is, is that on these other accounts, the people that are selling on eBay are also selling on Amazon. People selling in Etsy are also selling on, on uh, eBay and Amazon. Mm -hmm. All of these people are always looking for a different outlet. Now, they have the opportunity to become a merchant, and they can come in and they can actually get ownership and get funds back from the company they're participating in. And my gosh, the cost to do business with Rubilux on that platform is only 5% compared to the 20 to 30 and all the other rules that are imposed by these other providers because they've gotten arrogant. You know, they got market share. They think that they can't be taken down or they can't be diluted. And that's what's going on with these new businesses that are coming up. And then you got Super One, which is a gaming platform, which is tapping into the huge, huge, multi, multi-billion dollar revenue stream that people are doing. And as and as things get worse, people are going to go to their games even more than they do now. Even right now, you can see people playing games constantly all over the place. And and, and they're doing the same thing. If you look at Fortnite, Clash of Clans, uh, Pokemon Go, um, Tour of Duty, there's all of these game platforms that are getting billions of dollars of revenue, real money flowing into the company, it's not going back to the gamers and the people that built the game. Super One, you join Super One, now you are going to participate in that company and have some form of ownership, and you're also going to be generating cash flow back to yourself um, because they're participating. 75% of the money that comes into Super One comes back to the, to the team. Well, how can they do that? How come Rubylux is only 60 and Super One is 75? Because Rubylux has a lot more infrastructure stuff that they have to deal with. Whereas Super One, it's all software. That's why these other gaming platforms are making so much money because they not only provide a good entertaining product, but it's all software. They don't have to have a lot of hardware out there at all. Their customer provides the hardware. So these two platforms right now are, are real businesses that are coming to the fore just at the right time. As you see this world melt down, uh, we're going to have the kind of system that's going to be able to perpetuate itself without problems. Now, let's say that we're having problems uh, in uh, New York. Let's say that all of the conservatives, let's just for the sake of cons let's just stick figures. We got conservatives, we got, we got liberals, you know. There's a whole mess of people up there. Let's just say that all the conservatives decide to leave so all the liberals and Antifa and those guys, they're demonstrating against themselves and, and a non-existent structure. Uh, creates havoc. Whole eastern seaboard, you know, it's just going crazy. Well, yeah, but, you know, the Midwest isn't. Texas isn't. North isn't. Mexico isn't. Canada isn't. You, you can have a business that's decentralized. Just because some part of the world is going crazy doesn't mean the rest of the world is going crazy. And you have the opportunity to connect with people all around the planet. And you do, especially in game playing. Because the way the uh, uh, Super One is set up is, is you can actually find partners to join and build teams. Now, is that possible? Yeah. I saw my son do it years and years ago. He was doing a first-person shooter. 
and he thought he wanted to go into the military. So he was always playing these, uh, you know, shoot 'em up games, war. And they literally had guys that they worked together as a team, as a squad. And they were an infantry squad, and they would go out and they would go through their their routine and work together as a squad. They weren't all here and locally; they were all around the world that they had going on. And so it's the same thing here with us. We can we can actually start playing a game with somebody and you know make a connection with somebody in Australia, um, which is really easy to do today. I mean, it's just no big deal at all. You can find them everywhere. You can find Aussies, Canadians, every, everybody's just everywhere. And uh, connect with these people and, and develop new relationships and stuff and start doing these games together to win prizes. Now, it's based on Netflix. So Fantasy, the company that partnered with Super One, Super One went to Fantasy because they're the top multimedia uh, experience, uh, interface experience company in the planet. And they went over there because they wanted to have the best trivia game on the planet, bar none. Something that would be very hard for other people to uh, get to that level. When when Fantasy saw what Super One was doing, they wanted to be their partner. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! Because now they're 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 putting all of their muscle behind creating the user experience, which they've done for major companies, you know, Harrods in London, um, Facebook. Disneyland, they built the Netflix interface. They're, they're building the user experience in all of the Tesla cars. These guys are not fly-by-night operations. I had one guy say, oh, this Super One thing's a scam. Okay, <laughs> based on what? Uh, based on something he saw online. And, and so when you have the level of a company that has three and one half billion users works for every major company on the planet to handle their product uh, online, and they want to be your partner to develop this game, they don't partner with scams. It's crazy. So when you go to the website at, at uh, fantasy.co, fantasy.co, uh, just click around in some of the links down there, and you'll, you'll click on one, and it starts walking you through the different categories of products and the companies that they have uh, done the work for, and you're gonna—it's gonna blow your mind. Stuff is just amazing. The examples, and and the companies that they work for are all all of the top tier companies all around the world. It's amazing, and that's who's developing the game thing, which is going to be released around Christmas time. You have a chance to get part of that company right now by by joining us, because there are compensation and income streams available to early adopters who help build the company. You get rewarded for that. It's just like going to work for Microsoft or Home Depot when they first started. They wanted to hire people, but they didn't want to pay a real expensive wage because their cash flow was limited. So what they said was, is we're going to give you stock options. Well, these guys have created the same kind of thing. It's not a stock option, but it is a way for you to get um, money and compensation as part of the program as it develops because you help build it. Well, that's what you want. So if you've got turmoil coming and you've got things going on and, and it looks like there could be some problem, look at all the people that were put out of work already by this, this scam uh, pandemic here, COVID-19, which is becoming very, very apparent that this thing is a scam. Mm -hmm. And they're shutting down the doctors that actually were, were doing treatments for people. I just read about another doctor who uh, was scared to death when he first heard about the so-called, you know, pathogen that's coming out that's just going to kill everybody and everybody's going to die and all that kind of stuff. And um, he treated it like any other virus. He People would say they were having trouble breathing. He'd come in and sit them down. He'd start the nebulizer going. He'd, he'd give them um, hydro, he had nebulized hydrogen peroxide. There was another doctor McCullough was talking to that was doing the same thing. And a few others that were using different uh, uh, anti-inflammatories for the lungs. And they, they knocked down the breathing problem, I mean, within minutes, within hours, mm -hmm. and gave them some additional iodine, some some IV vitamin C, IV hydrogen peroxide. These people got well right off the bat. They didn't have any hospitalizations. It was no problem at all. And, and so this, but, but look what happened to the economy. Look what happened to the people that lost their lives and their livelihood. If you're in one of these companies, that can't happen, especially Super One because it's it's the kind of thing that people will run to 
to win money. Now they based it on who wants to be a millionaire. Remember that plan? You remember that program? Mm -hmm. I watched it. I mean, I thought it was really fun and exciting. It was, it was really kind of nice to watch people answer these questions. Is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? You know, is he going to, is he going to get the million dollars? And, uh, the, you know, you, you, you get really involved in these people. Well, they've done that now so that everybody can do their own who wants to be a millionaire because the top prize in your category. So comparison with Netflix is this. The Netflix situation is a platform that has all these movies in all different categories, all kinds of stuff. In any category you can think of, there's some kind of an entertaining movie or audio or uh, some kind of a, a audiovisual kind of a platform on Netflix. Well, in this situation here, everybody's going to be able to play games either with groups or in, in teams, and they will be able to pick the category where they actually have knowledge and interest because this is a knowledge-based game. So it's a, it's a swipe, you know, just like uh, people are doing now on your, on your phone. You're swiping your phone to go from page to page. Well, you're going to answer yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, and they're going to the different games are going to be timed. But you get to pick the category. So let's, let's say you're an expert in Chevy's. There's, there's going to be information on automobiles. Let's say that you're an expert in geography. There's going to be a geographical game. Let's say you're an expert in, in uh, sports. Uh, you know, you know all about the NFL. I know Kathy's mom knows all about the horses. <laughs> she's <laughs> 95 years old and she still can pick the horses. She doesn't have to go to the track. You know, it's amazing. Um, but that, but that's what's happening here. So instead of having to compete, we have one seat with Regis, Regis Philbin and they compete for winning the million dollars you just pick the category of the game that you want and what do you what can you earn you can earn 100 bucks uh, per game 500 bucks you can win computers you can win all kinds of different prizes all the way up to a million dollars now somebody's going to win those games you know they are and you don't even have to win the game in order to win if you're if you've got a position and you are helping to build the company you are getting a piece of that revenue that's coming in as the company grows. Well, how cool is that? And just because there's disruption someplace else in Afghanistan or there's a, you know, there's a, a tsunami that hit Japan and everything else, well, that doesn't shut down the rest of the world because the rest of the world is playing this game and you're getting a piece of that. So now all of these people that are looking for a job, I'm saying, don't get a job. Just play games. Show people how to do this. In RubyLux, it's the same thing. You know, you can begin, you can create a product. See, the thing is, is that people have depended on somebody else providing a job for them instead of them using their own knowledge and skills to generate an income. Mm -hmm. That model has to change. People have, cannot rely on other people to, to do their business. And so what you need to do is develop skills develop sales skills, and these platforms make it easy for you to become a merchant. They make it easy for you to show other people how they can actually make money and have fun at the same time. And you're getting paid with Ruby, with Rubylux, you, you get paid is 60% and it's sent to a central wallet, which you withdraw, but you have an internal wallet that you can control, which is like a private banking system. You can send money anywhere on the planet. Uh, you get paid in Bitcoin. And you got a debit card, so you can convert it to cash and put it on the debit card, or you can, you know, just hang on to your Bitcoin and use your Bitcoin. Uh, the uh, Super One platform uses XRP, and the reason they do that is because XRP is extremely fast in transaction speed, and there's an awful lot of very small transactions that would just be eaten up by the fees if they used Ethereum or they used uh, Bitcoin. So you get paid instantly. It's the only company that has an instant payment program. All of the others have a payment to a wallet, and then you have to request withdrawal. Not here. Super One pays you directly to the wallet that you specify in XRP. Now, we're thinking that the best thing to do for most people would be to become a member of Rubilux 10 euro to become a member. That's a whole year. Now you have access to that internal banking system. And you can have, we had Andy put XRP in the wallet specifically for those people that want to do the Super One program. So their XRP can be deposited in their, in their Rubilux wallet, and then they can convert that to Bitcoin, or they can convert that to um, cash uh, and do whatever they want to do with the debit card that we have. I, I think it's an ideal system. 
and it'll also introduce them to the RubyLux platform at the same time. So I think the two really go together. We really wanted Super One to be part of the gaming platform uh, for RubyLux. We thought that that would fit in. And it's strange how Kathy and I found that thing. You know, we were we were looking for different uh, trivia games that Andy could put in the in the program, and we ran across this Super One platform. We didn't know much about it, so we, it looked pretty promising. So we signed up. You know, you want to sign up and get inside so you can see the actual what's going on and get get, get to the meetings, get the information. And they were very forthcoming, but we got really busy with RubyLux and started helping everybody get their positions so that we could test the the uh, banking system, make sure the commissions were working, make sure all the components were working as, as it grew. And then all of a sudden we got real slow because Andy was having all kinds of problems on the merchant side, just conforming to the laws of the different countries they have to deal with. I mean, it's a massive uh, undertaking. And um, so Kathy and I had forgotten what we did. Uh, we had some downtime here, and we said, well, what did we do? What did we sign up for? Uh, what, you know, we had to go back, and we had to try to find our notes, and we finally figured it out. We got in there, and then we started looking at it, and oh, my God, we went from zero to like 6,000 people um, in, in, our, in our sphere, in our downline area on the, on the, on the power leg, and, and we didn't do anything. We just were sitting there doing something else while this whole thing is growing. I've never had a downline like that, not even in care bars. And I had 3,000, but I never had 6,000. And we were growing by 100, 200 people a day. It told me that there was intense interest. And the more I learned about the gaming market, well, that's what it is. So one of the things they're going to be releasing is, is the games that are involved in soccer right off the bat because this soccer time. And you got fanatical people uh, following soccer. If I, I didn't know this because I don't follow it, but they have 4 billion fans around the world that follow soccer. And all those other gaming platforms, like those first-person shooters I was talking about, mm -hmm. you can go on YouTube and people sit there and watch people play those games. Thousands, thousands of them. You know, not, not, not a small amount of number. Thousands. And they're watching these other people play these games because it's exciting to see that kind of stuff. Well, you, you can get in the game yourself with Super One. It's pretty cool. And you can earn money. You can more than pay for the cost of signing yourself up because you're going to be getting a pretty healthy income stream. And, and so it's a way today for people to get into a real business, which they have control and they don't have to do all parts of it. They can pick and choose what they want to do. But now they're part of the organization receiving compensation as the company grows. So like Microsoft and Home Depot, when these secretaries and these clerks and these stock people became multimillionaires. They did it because they exercised their stock options. That's what happened. The company grew, the value of the company went up. Everybody knew that they were working together to build the company. This is one of the successes in Southwest, Southwest Airlines. Uh, that was a big kick for a while to be in what they called an ESOP, employee owned stock ownership program. Um, I don't think those are as popular as they used to be, but um, this this is the best I've seen out there, and they're real companies. They're not going anywhere, and it's the right time. And people, you need to start looking at this right now, why these companies are growing while they're open, coming to the fore. Because now is where you get the best advantage to make the most money, uh, simply because there are income streams that are going to be available to the people that are joining now that are not going to be available to the company, to the people joining in two months, three months from now. So it's an opportunity whose time is right. Well, Jim, you looked at it. What do you think? Am I saying anything out of line here? No, everything's right on the money. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to everything kicking off with uh, Rubilux and uh, the way the uh, uh, Super One's looking. That's going to be a, a really good program from what I can tell. You know, I've, I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to really play around with it much. I got the account set up, and that's about it. And uh, But it's, you know, the nice thing is, is it's kind of a almost a set-it-and-forget-it kind of thing. We were, you know, basically well, you, you just let people know about it. For a few people and walk away. And yeah. you just let it grow. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to grow. But, and you don't uh, have monthly auto ships and that kind of junk to go with it. You know, that's the other thing that's really cool. Right. Uh, once no you establish your position, you, you don't have to mess with anything else. Well, just sit back and watch and see it happen. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yep. So I, I don't know what else to say about the platform. Um, unusual we don't get too many call-ins here about these things to ask questions. But Yeah, and let me give out the number just in case, uh, in case anybody does want to call in if you have any questions about it, 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. That's the number to call in. And, you know, you can't find a better person to ask questions of than John. I mean, he's got this stuff inside and out pretty much. And uh, um, also the they have, um, oh, goodness, anytime you want to get information <clears throat> on my uh, my sister site to my web, to the, your DIY health, it's your DIY wealth. Um, on there's a tab for Super One. There's a tab for Rubilux. If you want any more information, there's uh, information there about how to get in on the uh, webinars and the, the all the uh, training and that kind of stuff. Just click the link and you go into the Zoom room and you can ask all your questions. You can get all the information there as well. But uh, you know what better than on a live show? If you got questions about it, give us a call. Well, you know, people, uh, it's a lot, they forget a lot of times. I came out of the conventional financial industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had medical background in the military. It was fun in my military background because I've been looking at a lot of the vets and listening to some of the war, so-called war stories. Some of these guys are right on, and some of these, geez, where are they getting that information from? Uh, and so it's kind of entertaining. But, um, you know, I, I ended up in a hospital and ended up being cross-trained by four orthopedic surgeons. And I assisted them as a personal assistant in surgery and clinical and pulling ER uh, at, at March Air Force Base and thought I was going to get into medical. Ended up getting into financial instead and um, was in the conventional financial planning, insurance, investments, and things like that. And in 2007, 2000, well, 2008, 2009, right in that narrow, I quit my practice because I had helped people set up pension plans and savings plans and all kinds of things for people. And all they did was keep debasing the currency, the value of when I got into the business, a $25,000 life insurance policy was a big deal. <laughs> now, well, you, you're going to buy a million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to have something equivalent to that. And they just debase the currency. So you're working hard. You're paying taxes. They give you all of these devices to avoid paying taxes, telling them they're helping you. IRAs, 401ks, SEPs, IRAs, all, all this garbage, uh, TSAs. And all it does is defer the taxation and gives them more control over your money. And when they, when they take it from you by, by inflation, it's gone. It has no purchasing power. It has no value. And so when I quit, I, I quit because I couldn't do it anymore. I could not go through the analysis and tell they're still doing it right now. All these planners and all of this financial industry is still telling you to do the same thing. Only now they're talking about doing gold. Listen, if, if you have not listened to uh, Saylor, Michael Saylor, talk about his rationale and the study and the way he's put this thing together about why you need to get your hands on Bitcoin and as fast as possible. Uh, and the best way to get Bitcoin is to earn it. These two platforms help you earn it in a business in which there's fanatical growth because there are fanatics in the business. That's one of the really things I thought Andy was doing was very smart was tying this mall concept with gaming platform in there because there are going to be a lot of people playing games, which just they'll be automatically watching ads to earn credits. Same with Super One. There'd be people that want to play games. You know, Kathy's got the same experience going on over there because her, her, her grandson, one of her grandsons, you know, he comes, keeps calling her up. Grandma, Grandma, you got anything for me to do? <laughs> Can I do something? I need to earn some money. <laughs> what do you want all that money for? Because I want to play my game. <laughs> you know, it, we're seeing the microcosm there. We're seeing the money system melt down. You've got to get control of your funds. And it's like he says, you know, when the price of gold goes up, people, do you really believe that they're not going to go out and find more gold? Yeah, it's, yeah. and they're going to have gold inflation. Mm-hmm. Gold inflates right now at about 2% a year. There is no inflation in Bitcoin. So we get paid in XRP. We have it paid to the Rubilux wallet. We convert it to our Bitcoin account. We're set. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there are at least... 20 companies now, public companies, 
that are literally buying Bitcoin as a treasury asset. In other words, that's going to back them up. That's going to save them when all the dollar and all this other stuff goes down. You've got to mimic what they're doing. And if you're not doing it, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. And they say, oh, the price is too high. You can buy very small amounts of Bitcoin, you know, and don't get into the scammy things. Do something real, something that people really want to do and are going to be providing goods and services. And you're going to be earning Bitcoin. You're going to be earning uh, XRP. And that XRP can be converted to anything you want, cash or Bitcoin. I'm, mine's going all to Bitcoin uh, because I want to earn as much as I can now. The yeah. people that get Bitcoin and hang on to it are going to be the wealthiest people on the planet because there is no inflation. There's a finite amount. Mm -hmm. And all of these other dollar assets and currencies, just like the Lebanon, I was watching this story about Lebanon, what they've done to Lebanon. The people just said, you know, the government's gone. The elite sold us out. The banks took all our money. We got no jobs and we got nothing else. Uh, that's coming here. If you're not seeing the rioting in the street and the absolute lawlessness being encouraged by your civil authorities and nobody's being held to account, you're living in la-la land. I mean, I've been in a war, a shooting war. I was in the middle of it, 19, all of 1969. Um, you really don't want this. And you got to find a way to get prepared for it. But more than that, you've got to find a way that you're going to be able to generate an income when you don't have a job. And these two platforms are the best thing going out there. And that's me as a financial planner talking. This is where I'm telling my family and everybody else to put money. And I'm having a hard time with it. I don't, you know, I, I can understand your reticence. But the more you learn about this, the more you're going to understand that this is where you want to be. Even if you got a job now, you got to start getting involved in this stuff and get it open, get some get some positions going. It's just not that hard to do. And be prepared and learn and begin letting other people know what's going on and what you're doing and give them the opportunity to do the same. It's a real winner, these yep. two here. All the other things, everything else that we did that was create problems and have problems and things, it was all in education. It was the cost of education. Yeah. And um, the one with Bit Club. Bit Club is not out. I can just tell you that things are going pretty well. The two main proponents that have the most money are not pleading. Uh, two of the weak players in there that uh, are pleading out because they simply can't sit in jail. One was the guy, a programmer over in Germany who had a baby and a young family. And he was sitting in jail for no reason. And then they tried to use him. And when you read the plea agreement, they dropped all the charges. They were trying to say these guys were wire fraud and all this stuff. They just took them out. They just threw them away and did a plea agreement and says, oh, you're part of a conspiracy. <laughs> well, the conspiracy charge does not have a statutory uh, penalty with it. They can dismiss it. They can say, well, we're just going to give you time served and probation. Uh, go be a good boy. Uh, what they're really trying to do is turn that guy against the other people. But it doesn't do them any good because they still have the same problem. The people that are were actually had made the most and ran the company the most um, have money, and they can fight back, and they're doing it. There were a couple other players in there that, that ran their mouth a little bit and created problems for everybody. That's one of the reasons why uh, BitClub was attacked. Um, you know, they one of them has money and is fighting back, and the other one uh, spent all their money, and uh, so they he pled too. So one of the things you need to know about pleas is they can be rescinded. And you're seeing that with General Flynn. A lot of people don't understand this. They think just because, you know, when you start going to court, you've got to realize it's a business deal. It's a negotiation. Uh, it's, it's so mm -hmm. different than what the average person sees and gets involved in. I used to be scared to death every time I get a letter from a lawyer or something like that. Now I know he's just bloviating. Oh, geez, what does this fool want now? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's just not it's just not what reality really is. And they hide that from you. Why do you think you didn't get any real education in law when you went to school? Don't you think you should have had that? How come you never got any education in finance? Don't you think you should have gotten that? They didn't give it to you. All this stuff you had to go out that you know you had to go out and learn on your own. I did. 
one of the reasons why I wanted to get in the financial business because the doctors I was working for, they said, you know, in 20 years, this is all going to be socialized that, you know, we won't be practicing. I would never, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be under the thumb of some government agency that says you can't treat your patients because that's what's happening to the doctors that have been treating these COVID things as they yeah. should have been as nothing. Uh, yep. It's just incredible. It's, it is. And then the majority of people out there are fools. They do not know when they're being lied to. They don't know anything about medicine. And so um, it, if you, if you, in, on the inside, you can tell a scam. And, and yet there are people that have been educated in, in nursing and in care, but they're not told the whole truth. There's a tier of medical schools, you guys. There's the run-of-the-mill ones, then there's the next layer, and then there's the top ones where doctors there end up becoming the doctors that tell the other doctors what to do. There's this tier that they put in everything. They put it in education. That's what the tenure system is about, all that kind of stuff. More, the more you learn about our structure, the more you learn. You know, Roger's right. You've got to get yourself separated from this state, the so-called this state. You've got to get back on the land and soil jurisdiction and you've got to claim your your birthright, your inheritance, which you've given up by calling yourself a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. And that's even more apparent when you start getting involved in international finance. You guys have got a wealth of information here, and the majority of people aren't aren't budging. You're going to wait until everything is falling down around your head, and you can't do anything about it. And then you're going to come knock on somebody like my door and want, hey, you got any extra sugar? <laughs> got some food my kids are starving you gotta help me kid my kids my kids well we're yep. offering to help right now a fail to plan on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part exactly and that's no it, it, no matter how many people are dying around me that mm -hmm. does not stop my unalienable rights self-defense and right. protection of my own welfare People don't understand this. God created the world, us. He put everything beneath us as human beings. And everything beneath us is a man-made construct. No code, no statute, no nothing. You can't even give away your God-given rights. That's Constitution right. gives you nothing. It all came from God. Mm -hmm. And you need to stand on that platform and quit listening to all these stupid codes. Anyway, I got to go. I, that other platform is yeah, I thought go. you I had to jump off early. So I can pass out the information to people. Okay. Um, well, I'll send you a copy of the recording. And, uh, okay, I hate to bug out on you early. but No problem. No problem. I understand. I kind of figured that was the case. So we'll, we'll let you go, and uh, we'll do this again next week. Well, <laughs> Thanks so much, John. I appreciate so you being see, here. I'm going to record it so that you're going to have a copy of it. Okay, so great. That's what I do with these things. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks so much, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Talk to Alrighty. you later. Bye-bye. All righty then. Yeah, there's, uh, I encourage you, go to, go to yourdiywealth.com. Check out the uh, Rubilux and uh, Super One tabs. Uh, there's, there's not a whole lot of information on those tabs. It's basically links to the other sites that provide you with the information. And my sign-up links are there. But... Um, they both uh, are going to prove to be quite the uh, uh, lucrative things, I think. And we've been through so many of these things, like John said. It's been a very expensive education that we've gone through. Um, when I first got involved with Bitcoin a couple of years ago, I was able to uh, take one Bitcoin and turn it into 60. And in the process of looking at other programs and things, lost a, a large amount of that unfortunately <laughs> and um it's very sad that that's but that's you know the cost of an education but uh the key is not to repeat it you know you don't have to do uh the things that i did just you know learn from my mistakes and take advantage of the things that we found that are our valid programs that do work um so check those things out and uh, if you like it great if you're not that's fine too no problem I uh, just want to make sure that they're available to people, especially in the situation that's coming up. Um, like I said, I was just looking at a natural news article. The polls results show a majority of Americans are getting ready for civil war. And I figured in the last few minutes, we might as well take a look at that. There's no end in sight to the coronavirus pandemic. 
Uh, with President Donald Trump even testing positive for the disease early in October, as COVID-19 continues to spread across the country, more citizens are stocking up on essentials. According to a poll, some Americans are even preparing for a possible civil war. The most frightening poll result, the poll which included results from the Back to Normal Barometer survey, was conducted by three firms, uh, Engages, uh, Sports and Leisure Research Group, and Rock ROKK Solutions. The poll results showed that over 61% of the survey takers believe America is nearing a second civil war, with 41% who strongly agree with that assessment. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, results also showed that 52% of the responders are convinced that the Civil War is imminent and that they're already stocking up on food and other supplies. Fueling these uh, fears is the frequent and recent COVID-19-induced supply shortages experienced by shoppers throughout the country. Rich Tao, uh, president of Engages, um, <clears throat> shared uh, that his, this is the single most frightening poll result he has ever been associated with. Uh, while other surveys look, looked at the American political and economic state since the coronavirus uh, crisis hit, uh, this was the first one to raise minor majority concerns about a potential war. Aside from the pandemic of 2020, presidential races heating up, the, uh, at the same time, Black Lives Matter supporters and rioters are heading increasingly uh, violent protests in various cities. In some cities, like Washington suburbs, major uh, stores, uh, including Sam's Club and Costco, are reintroducing limits on popular products like bottled water, canned foods, and paper goods. Yeah, I was just in uh, Costco the other day, and they still have a one-package limit on toilet paper. <laughs> I was buying some for my church. You know, we tend to go through it there pretty quickly, and... Um, well, luckily, the, the pack I bought prior to the, uh, um, it was right when the, the pandemic was getting started back in March, um, is now finally, uh, we're running out of that one, and we're uh, stocking up, uh, putting in another one, so hopefully that'll take us through the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's still, still limits on things. Ron Bonjean, a, per, a partner at Rock, Rock Solutions, explained that the firm has been conducting surveys of consumers and employees since the beginning of April to help industries make strategic decisions about the month ahead. And by the way, I was the only one of two people that I saw in uh, Costco on, on Saturday that was not wearing a face diaper. You know, so we're still dealing with that stuff, too. Uh, the other person, a female, she was wearing camouflaged uh, pants, <laughs> which I got a kick out of. And um, she looked like she could take care of herself. But anyway, uh, the two of us were the only ones not wearing face diapers. So, you know, it's still, the stupidity still prevails. Anyway, Bonjean added that current data indicate an alarming trend that the extreme political polarization of the U.S. has a majority of Americans worried that the country is ready to explode into a civil war. Yeah, and that could be as soon as November 4th. <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens. Americans are also worried about the election results, which they're kind of going to go hand in hand, I think. People are also worried about the legitimacy of the upcoming presidential election. They have also expressed their worries about how an outcome that appears tainted could aggravate America's already frayed psyche and trigger more violence in the streets. You think? <laughs> Another YouGov poll, 1999 uh, registered voters, showed that 47% of the participants disagree with the idea that the election is likely to be fair and honest. And I can't believe it's that low, personally. A little more than half or 51% won't generally agree on who is the legitimately elected president of the United States. And uh, with that, I believe we are out of time. <laughs>